Coming to you straight from the heart of the old Pueblo. It's the All the Belts podcast, bringing you all the belts, all the records, all the lowdown on the schmodown. And here are your hosts, working themselves into a shoot so you don't have to. Aaliyah and Dan. Take it away, all the belts. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 29 of the Tom Dagnino Love Hour, uh, hey, where we just talk about Tom Dagnino for an hour uh, and how much we love him. Uh, I mean, that could be a different How podcast. he's affected our lives. How many podcasts do we want to have? Uh, I mean, one is plenty. Will we have two? Yeah, but the other one we barely do. That's true. Now. But I'm willing to make an exception to just talk about Tom Dagnino for an extra hour so. Uh, Just stay at the end of this podcast if you want to hear the Tom Dagnino portion. There's 10 minutes of regular content and then 55 <laughs> minutes of talking about Tom Dagnino. We're like, all right, Schmodown, great. This if, match was great. This match was great. Now let's talk about Dagnino. If we're following the format from last week, that's roughly what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're back to talk about this. So this week was the Schmodown Live Yay! Um, so I was super excited. We did not get to go uh, to Schmodown Live. We really did want to. It just was too tough for us to figure out with our schedules at work and stuff and but we had a ton of friends that went over for it yep. uh obviously you know if you watch the videos you saw our friends taylor and dale were over there uh frankie made, numbers frankie numbers made it uh francis numberton <laughs> francis uh, numberton. yes uh francis numberton was there uh yeah but that is his legal name yes it is uh francis numberton he but but yeah frank was there taylor dale uh, our, all sorts of our friends were over there. Yeah. Our friend Pat was there. And of course, our, all our Schmodown competitor friends were over there. Uh, and the, a lot of people like that weren't actually, didn't really show up much on, on at least on the on the footage. Uh, the, but it seemed like the whole family was mostly yeah, hanging out. Yeah, they were, even if they weren't in the match, they were on the stage. They came and I saw Emma was in the audience, Kalinowski. Yeah, they also, were just all there to support and watch. And I gotta say, uh, to be totally honest, I... I think this was by far my favorite week of matches since the new season began. It's not to say there haven't been important matches, but there has been, and obviously Christian addressed it recently, and, and this week was kind of a step forward in that direction, but as people who are just big fans of the the kind of WWE-style story beats that you know we kind of take apart and look at, that's kind of what the show has always been mm -hmm. around, it has been pretty slim pickings this year and that's not to say that we still don't genuinely love the show even when it doesn't focus too much on storyline but that's the stuff that keeps me motivated as a fan of the show so it's been kind of tough to not have that much movement from that side of the mm -hmm. a lot of new competitors which have been great in their own right but also not particularly engaging in the same way that i expect from you know, the competitors that I've already grown to love. You know, there's I think there's a lot of potential for new competitors. There's been a few in there for sure that you could see them growing into Absolutely. a big character, but because it was only their first or second right. match, they haven't, they don't have like that full storyline behind them yet. Yeah. yeah, so it's been kind of, it's honestly been, you know, it's been tough, like kind of slowly getting to the point that we're getting some action. And I gotta say, first, straight off the bat this week with, you know, starting off the the Wildberries uh, Real Rejects match. Wildberries. <laughs> All right. Woo. Uh, yes. So the you can't hear the word Wildberries yeah, and not yell Wildberries. That's I. That's the code that Makuga lives by. For sure. <laughs> so sometimes I 
because he yells it even when nobody yeah, says it. That's okay. <laughs> but but starting off immediately with the segment with Thad and Christian at the beginning of the real Rejects yeah. Wildberries match, th that single segment, I like on it. Honestly, I liked that segment more than maybe anything else the entire season yeah, so far. Yeah, we're super hyped for that. Uh, it, because it did a lot of things that I really appreciated. First of all, it was storyline movement with the, you know, Thad, Christian ongoing. You know, obviously Christian challenged Thad to a match, which Thad kind of has avoided and gotten, <laughs> tried to get, get out of. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, and he has kind of hit his, his contract discussions over and over as his out. But not only that, we've seen so much controversy the last couple of weeks with these calls that people have criticized Christian about. Mm -hmm. uh, and we obviously discussed those last couple of weeks. And we were, in our own right, critical of the choices that uh, Christian made right. with both the respin and the, uh, the I mean, I think if this week's videos has shown anything, it's that Christian is also critical of the yes, choices. I totally agree. And we, and we, 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 you know, when we discussed it, we obviously, you know, we under, we, while being critical of it, we also understand the circumstances yeah. and having been in the audience when we've seen controversy, controversy happen, it's a really, really weird situation. And, and, and obviously those of you that maybe attended, uh, Shmodown Live got to see a little bit of a taste of that when, you know, my, uh, Mark Andreco rushed the yeah. table, uh, to make sure that he, uh, we were getting the correct questions there, but yeah, I was really excited when that happened. Cause I was like, I'm really glad that like you kind of see it in the video, but especially the people that were there getting a little taste of what it's like when there's a challenge because usually they don't show the whole right. thing they have yes. to cut stuff out for time so they did cut it but you obviously those right people right got but to... those people got to see the full thing and especially the best part is when somebody one of the com other competitors from the showdown has yeah. very strong opinions about what the right answer is and they'll like run up yeah. to the table to help so um i was pretty excited when that happened i was like oh, i'm really glad that the live audience got to see that yeah absolutely i think it was uh, it's cool that they did that you know they got to be a piece of that you know kind of non non yeah. You know, basically a little it's a, behind the scenes, a little behind the scenes yeah. that not everyone gets to see. So if you were in, in, in the audience there, kind of an insider treat, but, but yeah, that segment's so great. Obviously furthering that storyline, it was a very short segment. First of all, performances by both guys. Thad was hilarious as he always is in his kind of like his Weasley character where he's <laughs> always got like a way to get out of stuff. And he always is like kind of holding things above you. Yeah. And uh, I love how like never like his tone is just like everything's totally fine he's yeah. not doing anything wrong he's such when a really, nice guy like, yeah and he's yeah he's basically <laughs> he does this thing where he's like this super nice guy but he also knows that he's got you by the balls yeah. and he can totally he's like, okay great great i gotta go um could you just take this box oh I'm my god <laughs> and christian the finest acting that christian has ever done I on think the so show too. if you ask me he i was thought like, christian's actually mad at this he situation. was so funny the faces that christian made when just the 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 dignity being stripped away from yeah. him in that scenario so funny just absolutely hilarious just him holding the box kind of like half looking at the camera like what is happening with my life did such a great job with that bit and uh but yeah like i said the the thing that i really really loved uh was you know going back to uh, the, the controversies we've had over the last couple of weeks uh, as a big fan of uh, of wrestling, you know, we obviously reference that a lot. One of my favorite things is when they take something authentic and change it into a real storyline. 
the the term that you know obviously you you hear you know in our our intro every week uh you hear the the phrase john rocco with his dulcet tones uh and <laughs> the smooth the smooth, smooth tones smooth, of rocco creamy uh, oh, i'm sorry i've gone too far but uh rocco says you know that we work ourselves into a shoot so you don't have to uh, a shoot is means something truthful uh so if you're actually genuinely doing something like if if you you are being honest in wrestling and you're actually saying something real that's a shoot uh, a work um is something that's fake and uh, like most things in wrestling are and then there's something called a worked shoot which is what this is which is you had something that was g genuine a shoot which was christian uh, making, some, making calls. some calls that people obviously were not, were not happy with it but then they're working it by taking the that existing uh, those those issues and the things that people have been very critical of and then turning it into a storyline to further that discussion between Thad and Christian and make giving he's uh, the the genius behind it is taking something that's genuine that people are already critical of and then using it as something that a character here Thad as can use as ammunition essentially for making this a bigger and more widely sweeping storyline and i i am absolutely over moon over the moon with that segment because i think it's so smart to take advantage of that stuff because then you're retroactively taking things that were a mistake uh or at least you know in most people's opinions were mistakes you know and i think christian also critical of you know his own choices and and he even said that in the live yeah. video you know i was like i fucked up yeah. you know like uh it's <laughs> like coming to slack <laughs> I know uh, I did so wrong. I, and that's and that's and that's great. But the idea that you're taking advantage of that and using it to make mm -hmm. it something special, there is now like it it that has now written itself better than you could ever come up with any reasonings for right. Thad to push Christian out further. It's absolutely some of the best writing they've done on the show before. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely. I'm I'm so excited about it and. Like I said, that small segment made me more excited about where we're going with the show and the idea of how they're writing this show now than anything has in the last few months, honestly. Yeah. And the other thing is about it is that they also are working in something that the fans have been wanting, especially maybe after the some of the calls that have happened, which is having more different people at the desk, right. um, at the table for commentating. So it... Instead of just being like, oh, we're making this change, you know, the fans have been calling for this, this is probably a good idea, they are now working that into the storyline of, like, Thad being like, well, maybe we need to give you a break and get some different people up there, you know? So that works, it works for the fans and that that's something that I think people have been asking for. And yeah. then also it makes it work for the storyline because it is sort of Thad, it's like Thad's trying to do Christian a favor right. but in reality it's like he's like all right let's get Christian out of here a little bit you know so it works really well for that the storyline between Thad and Christian as well as making something actually happen um that I know is something that a lot of people have been sort of talking about and hoping for which is maybe getting more people switched out seeing more different faces at the table yeah. absolutely I think I I've you know I I not to you know, again, I don't want to like, you know, say like, sound like I didn't, I haven't enjoyed all the stuff that's come before this week. I really have. And there's been a lot of great, 
newcomers. It's been super exciting to see, you know, obviously to see two of our very good friends like compete for the first time has been so cool. Like seeing Taylor, seeing Dale like compete and coming from fans. Uh, there's been some amazing stuff that's happened. I've, I think we have seen some cool storyline movements. I think, you know, it's been obviously great to see, you know, how how great, the how optimistic I am about the future of a cool new team like this. Shire Wolves, there's a lot of great stuff. But I get excited about the storyline stuff. That's the stuff that gets me so hyped. So this idea that we're maybe building this thing up and we're you know, like slowly getting to the point where, you know, maybe Christian and Thad have a match at some point. Just saying Christian Harloff versus Thad Williams, you know, sure, I'll see that match. Why not? But making this an event that slowly draws its yeah. way closer and closer, and then at some point, it probably my guess is probably collision if they do it, is going to be when that happens. But drawing it to that point and making it this huge storyline that you're building in these things that authentically happen, and then now you have this whole way to, if anything else happens, you can build that back into the storyline. Right. If there's any other mistake, if Christian says a word wrong, Thad can use it as ammunition. Like, and it's, it's, it is a smart, smart, smart move. And I really, really love it. And it made me incredibly excited. And, and really all the storyline stuff that we got this week, I, yeah. I got incredibly excited for. And that's not, to, you know, not to say anything about how much fun these two matches were. Yeah. So much fun. Just, I mean, I, I can't, I, I mean, I think everyone, we, you know, when we were looking at people's reactions around, around Twitter and the face, uh, Facebook page, Real, real rejects wildberries. I mean, most a lot of people I think probably consider this maybe their favorite match of the year. Like people were losing their mind over that because it is pure fun. Yeah. And these are two teams that honestly aren't that good. Like I mean, that that's the thing. It, they're not particularly great at trivia. But that's Who like cares? part of their charm. Right? That is part of their that's charm. That's what makes them great. The other just quick thing about the Thad Christian thing is that they've slipped now this extension of. Thad being commissioner in like right. every time it's like oh your time's up it's back to being mm -hmm. Christian it's like oh but there's this clause that says if x thing happens Man. like I still get to be commissioner and we were talking about how it's really smart to have someone else be commissioner that's then sort of like Christian can like make that into a storyline but yeah. then also is like the fall guy of like well where were you commissioner right. when I was making all these bad decisions yeah. like what what were you doing? Absolutely, and you know what? That's something that uh, WWE uses all the time. There's always a general manager. There's always you know the commissioner of a brand. There's always even though we know that Vince McMahon is the guy making right. the decisions, in the same way that we know that Christian Harloff is ultimately the guy making the biggest what? decisions. That's not making all the decisions. I know it's crazy. I'm I'm really spoiled. My mind is blown. <laughs> you all know that obviously <laughs> Christian is you know still going to be the number one guy when he's <laughs> making these decisions. But uh, that's not to say that isn't like, obviously there's a lot of people that work on the right. show and They're there's a lot involved. of, and, and Christian is very good about listening to ideas and stuff. It's not like it's like he's the only person making decisions, but but he is the reason that the show has the storyline aspect. Like he yeah, was absolutely. the initial one that's like super excited about it. That got it started. And I love the, how in the beginning of this clip with him and Thad, He's like no selling so hard that at first I thought he just like at first I thought he was just no selling and I was like what is happening in this clip and then I realized that it was like 
leading up to this amazing interaction between because at first dad was like you know hey and the Christian was like oh hey and I was just like what what's Christian he's not even trying and then I realized it's because they were having this interaction yeah. between him and Thad of like him being like irritated at Thad because of like what had happened and where were you at Thad so, so where good. was your binder then yeah just fantastic <laughs> I yeah so and obviously I mean uh I I I do think, uh, we've said it before, uh, Christian may be the Vince of Schmodown. He's a, generally makes much smarter decisions. That's true. <laughs> Vince makes bad Vince decisions. Does. Vince does. And he's much more receptive to other people yeah. uh, giving their opinions as yeah. well uh, and, <laughs> and, and taking advantage of all the great people he has around him. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, look at, look at this Wildberries Real Rejects match. So much fun. Uh, so much pageantry and ridiculousness. All everyone loves. I mean, these are two of the biggest fan favorite teams, uh, and it's just great, great guys all around. Uh, but so much fun. Like you know, you got the you got the beer bong. You got the T-shirt cannon. Yeah, Vuvuzela. Vuvuz, Vuvuzelas. I mean, that's it's it's all too much <laughs> in the best way. Uh, and and great and and so cool seeing. I love seeing uh, the uh, the Wildberries actually pull a win out. I mean, and this is their Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. like how exciting! They is really that? blew their zero and ten record they were going for there. I know they <laughs> now, yeah, now now they're a force to be reckoned with. Uh, yeah, I mean, even uh, you know, you heard Makuga even calling out, you know, the Shire Wolves. Yeah. Who knows? The Patriots, the Shire that's Wolves. That's gonna go super well for them. I don't I feel think like. that's gonna work very well. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we got. Uh, it was it was just great seeing in general just the atmosphere of everything and it was cool seeing people go in like you know i i think in general the the whole both of these episodes were very well edited together having cool entrances like getting to watch the entrances you know the 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 camera work was really good seeing the entrances of all the competitors mm -hmm. i love uh, how they come down through the audience yes they're yeah like old school roman reigns yeah style. yeah and just great seeing just it just seemed electric and i'm I really hope that the next time they do a live schmodown that we we can make it yeah. because I I thought it it was so much fun and it's different you know when we've been over there it's also electric and amazing uh, but it's, it's it's a different it's very kind of different. energy yeah, because for the most part it's just all competitors and stuff right. that are there not fans small groups and a um, few fans like and it's stuff. us and then like a few other people that are just sort of the fans but mostly it's just people that work there so to have the whole crowd. And I feel like I really want to go because, A, there weren't enough signs. Mm -hmm. People, you need to bring your sign game. Absolutely. There was that one guy. Sorry, I forgot your name. But he had a great sign. Only person with a sign. I was like, come on. This is your chance. Where are my wrestling people? We need signs. Yeah. Also, very few chants started. One of the great things about wrestling is, like, you just yeah. start chanting a thing and, like, everyone in the audience starts chanting whatever it is. Yeah. And I you could have gotten a lot more chants going here, I feel like. Not just, like, wild berries, but, you know, whatever during various parts of a competition so yeah. more chance more signs need more chance we'll get that going uh yeah but i mean so much fun just such a you know and obviously this, I, I really don't know if you could do much better in terms of booking two matches for a first run no, i mean you perfect. really have a perfect warm-up match with two fan favorite teams so fun that it's very light-hearted with low stakes but it's just for the entertainment value you're just having fun it was great having you know christian and mark come out did a great job just hilarious oh I, yeah I mean, they got to do a little bit of a 
like not really stand kind of up, up but yeah, crowd, yeah, a little bit of a crowd warm up beforehand. That we was do, cool. you know, you were mentioning something that I, I really, uh, I love and we've, we've probably talked about it on the show before, but the, the way, the dynamic between Mark and Christian is really f funny because especially in the Schmodown capacity when it, it's more of Christian is kind of the straight man who's trying to propel the show forward and Mark is the one who's just there to workshop comedy routines almost. <laughs> yeah. And when they're on the table together, it's like they're having a conversation because like Christian will say something like, so the Wildberries this year, they've been done this and this and this. And then Mark will just like say some ridiculous funny thing that is like a total non sequitur, but it's just like a joke basically. But then Christian will react as if Mark is actually continuing the conversation and he'll be like, yeah, and Wildberries, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you're just like, that's not really a conversation. Like Christian just says a thing and then Mark says a thing and then Christian yeah. says a thing. But somehow like it flows as if they're actually like conversing yeah. in a real way. It makes me laugh so hard the way Christian will just take whatever crazy random thing Mark says and then say something as if he's responding to that, but that is actually like a factual propelling the show forward right. thing about the competitors or about whatever's happening. It cracks yeah, me up. It, it is uh, it is a delight always when you have the two of them together. They just, you know, they, they've worked together for so long. It's just, they yeah. have such a perfect dynamic for that. I, I, I mean, there's there are people that I love to see uh, at you know on the desk you know to, to varying levels and stuff but uh, there's there's nothing quite like the dynamic between those yes, two guys definitely. because they are so in tune with each other um, but yeah it's so much fun whenever they're doing it and, and that's great and obviously for for mark in that situation for him to get to kind of play to a crowd which is like yeah, that's what his that's forte what is i mean <laughs> he is a comedian that's what he does and he is great at it and he obviously uh, excels in the scenario where he gets to actually, you know, respond to an audience. So, yeah, I I thought that was so much fun. And man, the, just the match was uh, definitely uh, closer. You know, it was like it. And obviously, they're probably pretty too evenly matched. Yeah, it was back. a good match in terms of like it was pretty close the whole time. Yeah. They have similar, um, like similar play styles, and that they're both like kind of ridiculous, funny teams, but also you know, they know similar amount of movie trivia, it seems like. Yeah. And they both, correct me if I'm wrong, they both called out the Kingsmen? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're They were like, what's the team that has a lot of character, but also we could probably take on <laughs> yeah. without losing I, I think that'd be fun. I actually, I really liked... Uh, uh, has there uh, ever been a triple header team match? You know, I'm not sure if there has. They uh, should do Kingsmen versus Wildberries versus Real Rejects. That sounds like fun. Because the they King both called out Kingsmen, so let's yeah. just put them all together in one. Kingsmen, the Kingsmen are a lot of fun. And I think one of the, you know, obviously they're, they're kind of seem like they would fit within this line where it's like they're a funny, entertaining team that probably isn't going to ever really be a competitor, but they have, you know, they have fun and they would play off. I think they play off really well, uh, you know, because obviously you got, um, is it Jack? Uh, Jack Hine from the Kingsman, who is you know one of the most English people on the face of the earth, He's pretty and and playing off against uh, you know Josh Makuga, who is the most American person <laughs> on the face of the earth, and I think that would be kind of like a fun dynamic. Yeah. So I think this idea of kind of like you know the the kind of a feat you know, higher class Englishmen versus, you know, the, 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 the beer bonging, <laughs> yeah. you know, American flag beer waving, bonging. just like a true, a really classic yeah. 
uh, you know, English versus uh, yeah. American match. Yeah. It's uh, like the Revolutionary War all over again. Yeah. Oh, that's what they you call it, a Revolutionary War match. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is great. It's all coming together, you guys. It's oh going to be God. great. <laughs> I, that sounds fantastic. And then, like, the loser has to, like, drape themselves in the flag of the opposing country. <laughs> God. No, no, no. Okay. So, uh, if, if the Kingsmen, if the Kingsmen, uh, win, Josh McCuga has to like drink like a spot of tea and like have a crumb. And a top hat. Yeah. And he has to sing God Save the Queen. <laughs> I think that, I think that'd be great. I think we, yeah. I think we're on to something here. Yeah. Uh, so, so just make that happen, Christian. Thank yeah. you. Note that. For or, later. or make that happen, Thad. Winky face. <laughs> uh, no, so that that I think that seems like it would be like a lot of fun. And then I like how you said winky face for the listeners. I did. I want to listen. I'm very I'm very con conscious of that. Dad's good about that. Uh, so and then on on top of that, we had the real main event. I mean, JT Roka. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the entrances because those are pretty notable. The real rejects did that rap. Oh yeah, they had written a, a rap, which that was good. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was funny because I was like, like, "What's happening? We're uh, rapping," but it was actually pretty good. Greg did kind of a, you know, it was kind of it was funny because like Greg's was like clearly a rap, but it was like kind of slow and yeah. like. Like, More like he was just saying it yeah. than rapping it. And then John came in and just was like spitting hot fire, <laughs> just like he had like practiced it eight thousand times before, and just like, gotta, 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 like I'm gonna gotta. do this. And then the um, the Wildberries responded by doing an pro intro promo that was, as usual, they did not plan ahead at all. No, no idea what they were doing. They never do, according to them. God bless them. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> they were probably already drunk at that point. Oh, sure. I'm sure they were. Uh, but yeah, that, that that was great. I'd forgotten about how good that was. But... There was a little shade thrown at Makuga's wife. Oh, yeah. Watch out. <laughs> like how I'm like, don't say things about my wife. And the jury was like, that's just mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. They're sensitive souls at heart, those wild berries. No, they are. They are. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a real wild berry. Yeah. Tough skin, but just a soft, juicy exterior. Yeah. Interior, yeah. You know? Also, um, I thought it was interesting that they were the first team to ever use and win two challenges in a yeah, match. That I, was you know, really, like... That has never happened so before? That's I, crazy. I actually didn't even know that... I thought once you use the challenge... Like, this is my own fault because I'm not really paying attention to it. Um, but I didn't know that you would... I had never noticed that you could continue to challenge as long as you didn't lose one. Right. If you win the challenge, you retain and you can use right. it again. And smart challenges as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. They did, they did a great job. I mean, that's... You know, when you're that drunk, to be that aware, to know when to challenge, very smart. Were the real rejects drunk? I think everyone was drunk. <laughs> uh, everyone on stage was like, Christian was drunk, <laughs> Ellis was uh, drunk off no. that one Coors Light. Uh, I don't I don't know if they were drunk. but How many but, uh, Coors Lights would it take for you to get drunk? I don't know. I've never tried. I've, I like don't, 40? I, they're very low alcohol. <laughs> uh, it's like 4% alcohol. Um, but Sam Levine, was he drunk when he came out? I'm sure he was. He was hammered. Uh, yeah. He really holds it together well. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's a tough man. He's like, uh, yeah, maybe he's like, you know, like Legolas kind of thing. Like he just he yeah. feels a little tingling in his fingers. <laughs> um, but anyway, JT Roka, everything that people wanted from that match, mm. it was 
It was pure evil, so pure little evil, yeah. um, small evil, right? <laughs> small, yeah. Small evil is his nickname. <laughs> it's not his nickname. It's little evil, I know. Uh, versus uh, large good. I, I don't know. <laughs> the outlaw, that's what his nickname what? is. At this, I guess he's probably been different over time, but at this point, what character classification do you think the outlaw character is? Do you think he's that chaotic good right now? Or do you think he's going more to the... Because he's not gone yeah. fully... He might be chaotic good. Bad I, yet, but he... You think he's still on the good side? If spectrum? Dagnino is obviously your chaotic evil. Yeah. Uh, he I definitely... Don't know, I don't know if he even is evil. He's like... Chaotic neutral? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I started putting this together. Oh yeah, uh, I totally forgot about that. There, uh, let me uh, short diversion here. <laughs> let me tell you the story of when I was Please putting don't. together a D and D character Please chart. Don't. Uh, I started. This was probably close to a year ago. Uh, actually, probably around the time we started the the podcast, and I wanted to put <laughs> this D this D and D chart uh, alignment chart, and I started doing it. I found a cool app that I could kind of figure it out, and I started putting it together and stuff like that. And I was working on it for uh, you know maybe like an hour probably. I was like <laughs> sitting there like doing this. We had both been drinking a lot, and uh, Aaliyah <laughs> was uh, probably a little bit more drunk than I was. Uh, I didn't remember <laughs> it afterwards, so I would say yes. And she, I was doing it and. I was like asking her, I was like, who do you think about this? And you were thinking, and in the first half, she was helping me. <laughs> and then about halfway through, I realized Aaliyah gotten so drunk, she had skipped straight to the point where she hates everyone. <laughs> and I asked her something and I said, what do you think about this? And she goes, why are you doing this? <laughs> and I immediately was so hurt by it that I was like, Aww, I was like, Sorry. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why even do this? I was like, <laughs> no, what's the point of anything? Idea. And Listen, so I stopped. Guys, and then sometimes the... if I get really drunk, I'm not very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the next day I, I was talking to her about it and I was like, and she was like, when did you start doing this? Because I just, she had no memory of me even starting it. And I was like, well, I stopped doing it because you basically told me it was the stupidest thing ever. She's like, oh, I no, that's good. You should do that. And I was like, no, I don't. No, I've lost all motivation. Wow. Uh, but Sorry. I do, I don't know if anyone's actually done fault, the D&D &D alignment chart thing. And I, I do, I think I have it in a save state right now. And I, 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 you I, should, we should do it. I won't get drunk and be mean to you this right, time. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe do. Or that. the fans out there could make theirs, and because I'm sure not everybody's would be the same. No, people have different not. ideas about stuff, so it would be fun <laughs> to see multiple people's charts. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. <laughs> it's okay, I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but but anyway, we do have you know obviously Roca is is definitely a face to this audience for no yeah you know he still dips his toe every once in a while. Uh, or uh, you know, dips his dips his dips his spur into uh, the the pools of evil every once in a while. But the is... pools of evil. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I, anyway, <laughs> this metaphor is great. So, but uh, obviously, a huge fan favorite. Despite you know, everyone's obviously you see on the Facebook group the the people that don't like Roca obviously very severely do not like yeah. Roca, and it is it is a genuine dislike that few competitors pull out of yeah people. that's true it's interesting it is like that vocal minority it's of, like it's like the internet thing where you're yeah. like oh everybody really doesn't like this thing and then in real life yeah. it's like one 
person because you get that crowd full of people and everyone loves Roka. There's like one right. JTE hardcore fan or whatever and everyone else is pulling for Roka. Yeah, and I mean honestly it is uh, you know similar you know somewhat like a like a John Cena type you know that like ultimately if you really broke it down the majority of casual wrestling fans still are going to love John Cena. And then there's these really hardcore fans that just yeah. still are never going to like him. And but it also, is what it is. It seems like that's kind of like because they think it's like the cool thing to hate John Cena. Sure. I, I think it's also, I think people have softened on that because they haven't got, Cena obviously isn't forced into the title picture all the time and stuff like that. Right. And I think that's what kind of people turn on a lot is, is the idea of one person being put, uh, having yeah. a spotlight on it. Which and is the problem that people have with Roka. Absolutely. That's what people take it umbrage with, with Roka for the majority of the time, which is that he's always playing for titles. He's always, but listen, he's great at what he does. Yeah. And, he and is, that's his character. All the belts, all yeah. the records. He's, that's like the point. He's amazing at trivia. He knows what he's doing and he's great at, at playing the game. And uh, honestly, he's just, he's a great character. He's a dynamic he's a a performer. He is. Would the, you say he's the greatest showman? The greatest showman, showman yeah. It's, it's the greatest show, yes. Tune in to Suddenly Saturday. <laughs> right. With us and John Roca. Um, but Coming up sometime. We, I do think that, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's a consequence of when you are in the spotlight at that mm -hmm. level. But... He, uh, when you look at this, I, I remember we hadn't, obviously, since we weren't there, um, we, we hadn't, you know, we didn't, we knew who won this match, but we did not get to see, you know, what the, the promos were when, and we didn't get to see what the performance was like. We didn't know what the score was. We didn't know a lot of this stuff, but, uh, we did, uh, when, when we talked about this before, before we saw this, mm -hmm. I, I was like, you know what? Uh, I think, you know, JT is great at what he does too, but this is a situation in which everything is going toward Roka. Yeah, everything's coming up Roka. Right. So not only do you have the majority of the fans behind him, and I think he's a guy that that helps oh, Roka a lot. I think yeah. like he is a guy that if he is bolstered, he will feel yeah. better and perform better. I think yeah. that he... The crowd gives him life. Right. In the same way that, you know, he's a guy that also, if things go badly uh he you know it hurts like yeah. and, and i think it affects his performance when you look at the way that he him and uh him and matt you know were acting after the the respin they were it was over yeah. like i mean now obviously they they were shut down from that and and that is that stuff affects them very deeply emotional emotionally and and i mean because because rogue it's hard it's incredibly seriously yeah. and so i mean everyone's competitive in the league for the most part and you know they want to win and stuff but but Roka takes it incredibly seriously he wants to win and he thrives on the you know positivity of the crowd and stuff like that mm -hmm. but also in the context of from the like promo standpoint when you have like uh you have JT who who can cut a decent promo there's nothing wrong with his promos or anything but Roka is definitely on a different level right. from that he is someone who he's an actor i mean he yeah. he is a performer and he's a wrestling fan Absolutely. i mean i don't know i guess i don't know how much of wrestling fan jt is but no, i don't know if he really cares about wrestling no. at all whereas like roka knows wrestling exactly. and likes wrestling like he understands what these promos are based on right. where that is coming from and like you said he's a performer he's an actor um, so that is like a, really a part that shines for him. It is something that absolutely helps if you're a wrestling fan, I think. I mean, if you look at someone, you know, like Roka, he's, he's phenomenal promos. You look at, uh, you know, Ken Knapsack, 
phenomenal at promos. You look at Jay Washington, who was a wrestler for many years, phenomenal at promos. Like, I mean, the people that have the wrestling background, who watch wrestling, who love wrestling, are obviously going to be affected yeah. by that. I mean, that is something that you just natural, naturally is are going to Johnny LaQuasto a wrestling fan? Yes, a huge. Because he did that really yes. awesome promo that time. Yeah, uh, yeah, Johnny is a huge wrestling fan, and he is obviously incredible at that. Um, so that is something that I think, it's not to say that you can't, you can't be a good promo and not watch wrestling. You know, like right, yeah, you don't have to watch wrestling, but it informs it in a way that is it. definitely helpful. And I think it's interesting because the what you said about Roca being like caring and like being passionate about it and um, you know, really takes it seriously and so that's why he takes it hard when he loses. Yeah. Um, or when things go weirdly like that. Yeah. I saw somebody and I can't remember what this was in reference to now, but I saw somebody make a comment about Rachel that they didn't like her. Like one of the reasons that they didn't like her as a competitor is because she takes it too hard when she loses. Like she, she's too sensitive. Like it, she lets mm -hmm. it affect her too much. And I was like, um, a, there's a ton of competitors that are like that. So yeah. are you saying like, you don't like Roka, you don't like any of these people right. that do that. And then B, I know that there's lots of, there are people in the Schmodown that like sort of their character is that they don't really care. Right. And so, and that also works. Like that's also an important sure. sort of character, um, template in the Schmodown. But you're saying that you don't like that somebody takes it so seriously and cares so much about the game and the show that they are bummed when they lose like that's bad like i was so mm. baffled by this line of argument about how like they like she shouldn't care so much and that made her seem weak oh it was like talking about how they thought she was like how her and clark were like a weak team or mm. i can't remember now but that makes it feel like it's a little bit um, fueled by uh, them being women in a yeah, way. Yeah, it kind of was because it was like oh, Roka takes stuff super right. hard too. Where's the like? Why it's is like, he? It was like oh, specifically Rachel. Yeah, and I don't. I I was like a little confused because I don't know why you wouldn't want competitors that cared a lot yeah. about the game. Like that's gonna make the show better. That's gonna make the game better. Sure if the competitors care. Like, if everybody was just like, fuck it, whatever, I don't give a crap about this. I mean, sometimes that can be funny if it's, like, part of the character, but if everybody was just like that, the show would be way worse. Right. And all the people that care about the show because of the hardcore trivia part, that wouldn't really be a thing anymore if nobody really cared about the competition yeah. and the game that much. Sure. So, I don't think that that's a detriment to the game or to a competitor if mm. they get upset when they lose or if they get upset when something goes wrong. Like, if you're a competitive person and you want to win, you can't really blame people for that, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, but, yeah, I, I couldn't be uh, couldn't be happier for Roka to get that win because I think it was something that he really... I think this was an important win to him. Uh, I think especially coming off of how awful that that loss was to the to the Patriots mm -hmm. I think he needed a high-profile loss a, or a high-profile win against someone like JT particularly JT and now he wants Snyder so he wants to prove that he can take both of them down 
uh, individually. And, and that's the thing. The thing about both of those guys is there is something special about the pair of them together because JTE, despite the incredible year he had last year, and, and Snyder, both of them very beatable. I mean, they're not... Yeah. I don't find them individually as, like, particularly daunting. But they got that But when team they're together, magic. they're just ridiculous. Uh, and, it, and it is almost impossible to beat them. Well, so far it is impossible to beat them. <laughs> but, but I am so happy for, for Roka. I think that was a huge win for him, mm -hmm. and I think it was incredibly meaningful to him. And I think especially in that case of him being in front of that audience... And getting that positive feedback from all those fans, I, I think it was a big deal. I think I think that's great for him, and I think it's going to leave him kind of refreshed going into the mm -hmm. rest of the season. And, and I hope that he, he plays, you know, he thinks about, my guess is he, do, he will think about that before he plays in the future, about that good experience. And hopefully that is something, regardless of what happens in the future, uh, of this year that he can keep that as an important win and the reason that he's continuing to compete at the level he is. I Definitely, mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, obviously there's going to be ups and downs. There always will be, and there's great competitors in the league, uh, you know, but uh, that's a pretty cool, important win that, you know, there's only one person so far that's gotten to get a singles victory in front of a live audience of people chanting your name and yeah. we love you so yeah. and that one guy that's special who that's already a gift which makes me so happy the guy that just stood up and like tore his shirt open and he had like <laughs> the that t-shirt yeah, I, I love that so I much that guy yeah. was amazing so cool all those fans coming i mean it's amazing someone came from denmark yeah that is is that? I mean, that must you know, be true. Do you I don't know think what, I would say that. Do you know what ma that made me think of? Is that line in, in "Knocked Up" uh, that, that where Paul Rudd says, "I wish that I loved anything as much as my kids love bubbles." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's kind of how I thought. I was like, I love the Schmodown, but oh my god, to travel that from Denmark—that is someone. Sure. That is. I I was trying. I told Aaliyah when I said I was like, I don't know if I love anything that yeah. much. Not uh, even me. I uh, I mean, on any given day, wow. maybe I'd make right. the trip. I, I would have to see. No, but I feel like if you come from out of the country, they should have given you the VIP for free. For free. You just pay your way yeah, over. Yeah, like it's, if you're flying incredible. from Denmark, just give them the VIP experience. Jeez. Don't make them pay for that. Let that man go backstage, hang out. That, that's that's absolutely incredible. But it, that's that's a testament to to how much people love the show, and that's 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 amazing. I mean, we've. We've been so fortunate to have yeah. great experiences getting to visit, you know, Collider and, and you know, be a, a little piece of piece of that. But, yeah, um, seeing and, it in person is just... And, like, the stuff amazing. that happens, like, Roka and JT both getting their strength categories. Yeah. Like, st stuff like that happens all the time, and it's not planned, but it's just, like, the magic of the show that yeah. just, like, crazy stuff happens, and... It is just makes it so entertaining. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it, it was. I think that that live event was something special. Even as someone who didn't, you know, as we, we obviously didn't get to go, but but man, you could just tell that it was something really cool. And I I, we, I really do wish that we had gotten because there's you know obviously it's the only time that it's going to be the first one. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm we sad that we didn't get to go, but but that is amazing. I saw someone. It was on a Thursday. Um, <laughs> I know that is tough. We you know we, we obviously can't take the time listen. Off work, you guys. 
uh, we we do we don't live that far away and we we love making the trip out out there but it was tough we had you know a couple trips right around that and it's it's too it's really hard for us especially right now to take time off Jeez, of work Christian and, why aren't you planning your events around yeah, our schedule we Come on. Not. Just, just everything why are over you in checking Tucson. with us for this is ridiculous, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> just bring everything to Tucson. Uh, we will, whoever wants can can sleep on our day bed you know uh, we can yeah. we can fit you know Roka on there and Kalinowski there yeah. and it'll be great you put a little extra cash in you can cuddle with Roka on yeah, the day bed. Well, that should be a Patreon. Yeah. A Patreon level. Yeah. Um, Roka yeah, hugs. Cuddle with Roka. <laughs> uh, you guys, Roka's a pretty good hugger, so yeah, I would true. say it's worth I, it. I can confirm. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, it seems like a, just an amazing event, and hopefully Christian did seem to indicate that there will yeah. be a new it one. It seemed like that soon. one went, was going to be based on how that one yeah. went. It so. seemed like it went really well. Um, I, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but looking at this audience that seemed like the theater was over pretty 250 full. people i think so, there, so yeah i think it was. uh so yeah and and then uh it was funny i i saw that christian responded to someone someone said uh you should do spectacular live yeah. and i was like that'd be real cool it's like nine hours long yeah. it, it'd be like that's how we went to the star wars movie marathon yeah no so well i went to wrestlemania once and wrestlemania was like we were oh, there yeah. that was like seven hours or so and and but but so it is possible i guess but really when you when you put in the time that it takes like with the buffers between matches and stuff yeah. like that i mean it is already in studio around eight hours seven to eight hours so to do that with to ask it people too much planning and to rent out a theater yeah you have to charge a lot hours, for the ticket i don't know you can so, probably sell a lot in concessions though if people are there for eight hours that's true uh, so anyway, on, on top of that, obviously two great matches, but we did get one more major, major storyline beat, which is uh, uh, Miss Emma Fife has Emma! decided who she wanted to give. We Yay. were actually just talking about this last week about we we aren't sure what who makes that decision if it is Emma. Uh, whoever made this decision, though, uh, despite Good call. some people, as always, there's always people yeah, who are critical of this, but moving past that. I don't that, think there's ever been a decision no. ever where everybody was 100% like, this is a great right, idea yeah. <laughs> but uh whoever decided that was it would be christian or emma mm -hmm. or you know the combination a, a combination of people figuring out what Those should people. be done with that number one contender possibility uh emma chose clark wolf which is in my opinion the smartest possible move you could make with that mm -hmm. because you're looking at so first of all like let's look at what five club is right now you know you have the shire wolves um, you, you have, uh, Mark and Draco, you have Sam Witwer. First of all, Sam Witwer is off. Like, he already has others. a belt. He has a belt. It doesn't matter. Doesn't so he's gone. Right now. Uh, and also Sam Witwer is only ever going to pop up maybe once or twice a year. It's just, he's busy. it just is what it is. So Witwer is gone. You take him out. Uh, and Draco is a guy that has a lot of potential, but he is probably, he doesn't have a team. So you take that out. He, he is not, uh, probably not going to be a high high pick for someone that is going to compete for a belt at any time soon mm. although he could beat anyone he's and Draco's phenomenal yeah there's no question about that he's, he's really incredibly good. good but he's just kind of a notch he's kind of one of like you know if you're drafting people he's kind of that next slight level down that yeah. you wouldn't use a top traffic uh shire wolves they're gonna get there anyway yeah that's my they probably the, don't really need it uh rachel cushing She's going to get there anyway. Clark is the one that feels like she could compete with anyone. And she's the one that seems like she's the biggest outside chance to 
get there on her right, own. Right, she has the longest road. The lo exactly, that's the right way of saying it. She essentially had the longest road to get there. It seems like the toughest, you know, climb mm -hmm. to get back to that position where she should get a shot. So, uh, with all that in mind, um, I do, I do think that is the smartest yeah. person to give it to. And it also puts Clark back in the, the single spotlight, yeah. which I think is important. Cause that's the, the thing I was saying is like, I think she's been out for long enough. I mean, obviously like the Shirewolves played their match now and everything, but with the end of the season last year, the spectacular and everything and her not being in most of it toward the end, like she just has been out for a long time. And I think this is a good way to yeah. really get her back in get her back in like people are people are very much talking about her now um you know and to give her a match that is going to really get her back involved in the show like the main storylines serious uh competition um whereas like it sh I think she needs that boost a little bit just because she's been out of the spotlight for a while so people I mean, people don't forget about you but the, you know with things have moved on and you're not part of any of the storylines you're not part of any of this mm -hmm it's a little harder to like get back into the the swing of things and so i think that was a really smart choice um just from that perspective to be able to give her uh, a quicker chance to like get back into the schmodown absolutely yeah i i think it's a smart move and so you know obviously this is something a lot of people discuss but she can you know as that I, I like that they put that bit in where it's like they made it very clear what your options are with, with the number one contender mm -hmm. you can pick uh, number That's one all about the contracts against any one who is ranked in the top <clears throat> ten of mm -hmm. that um, category of of match. So, uh, since she's probably going for the singles belt, she's looking at any one of the top ten of singles. Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, on one hand, so if you're looking at this from the genuine smartest play, you put her against Rachel. From the standpoint of just actually, like from the Fife Club standpoint, what do you want to do? But if that is their decision for, you know, Clark, what's best for Clark to actually have the best chance of winning, you obviously don't want that. If you're just looking at it from a from a Fife Club standpoint, right. it Which makes the most sense to go... standpoint to... Like, that's what I was thinking is like, why wouldn't you just pick someone that's also in the Fife Club and then you both have a chance... Like, either exactly. way, whoever wins, you have a chance to... Um, <clears throat> someone from your faction has a chance at the belt. Right. And I saw, like, that was my first instinct, and I saw a lot of other people, um, like, on the Facebook page saying that as well. I mean, I think that's, like, from the overall faction aspect, but, I mean, this is, you know, if Clark really wants Clark. the best chance yeah. for herself, then so you maybe want to pick the person you have the best chance against. You, yeah, exactly. You don't want to pick those <laughs> And the Five Club's pretty good, you guys, so... yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. You want to avoid that and pick someone that you feel you have the best shot at. Who that is? I don't know. We'll find out very soon. But, but I I don't even know who the top ten. Yeah, I would have to. Right I would now. have to I double have to look that check up. and consult with that uh, because obviously <clears throat> it's been moving up and down a little bit yeah. since the beginning of the season. But I I do think there's a lot of dangerous people on there. So you you definitely want to pick the ones that are you know seem like probably right. the easiest I mean, and it's to... the top 10, so everyone Everyone's in good. there is good. There's definitely people that are better. But it's a ranking for yeah. a reason, so... <laughs> so you want to pick number 10. Yeah, who's number 10? 10. <laughs> uh, so, so, but that being said, I, I do think, you know, that it's going to give Clark a good chance. I think she can, she can hang with anyone. Um, but uh, I also think from a storyline standpoint, 
doing a match against Rachel would be a bad decision yeah. at this point because inevitably there will be a point when there is. But what probably... about her and Andrico? Yeah, that could happen too. I think is Andrico. I think Andrico's still in the top ten. Yeah. He was kind of hovering toward the bottom half for a while, so I'd have to double check where he's at. But... Oh right, because you still have to do within the top. 10. Uh, but he might be someone that you could could reasonably take down but but yeah i think like you want to hold off on a, a, a shire wolves match especially because they've only had one match with each yeah. other because especially that's one of those things you always kind of want to hold in your back pocket for a storyline beat mm. at some point because you want there to always be the potential of you know there being like a, a breakup between the two and then them going against each other wolf or for whatever the wolf yes exactly i don't <laughs> i don't really know what their the thing wolf, would be that was match. Um, um, the other thing is about the sh if you had the someone from the Five Club was who she was competing against, then you always run the risk of like people being like, oh well, they threw the match or whatever, so that she would get the, um, which clearly is not a thing that happens. But you're always gonna get the speculation about that. That's true. And if you're fighting someone from your own faction and they, uh, you know, and people think that they're gonna try and help you achieve, you know, get to the belt, so. If you, to, to avoid that kind of controversy, it might be better to pick someone outside of No, her. that's a, that's a good point. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting though. Hopefully that matches sooner rather than later. At least we find out who that yeah, person yeah. is very soon. I like I how they broke up the storyline the little bit at the beginning mm -hmm. and then the little bit at the end too. I like definitely that. think that's a smart move, but yeah, I, I think it's, it, it's great. I think very exciting the way they've kind of broken things up. Um, and, uh, a lot of things to look forward to. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I do want to, so we got free for all coming up. Yep. Uh, so free for all, free for all coming up very soon. On April 13th. Uh, so Friday. Yes. And, and we. Friday the 13th. Yeah. And, uh, we do have coming up for, for that. We have a, a local Arizona viewing party. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's going to be Friday from six to nine at No Anchovies in Tucson uh, on University, mm -hmm. uh, right down by the University of Arizona. So if you are a person that can feasibly make it down, if you're, you know, a Phoenix resident, uh, if you're a Tucson resident, if you're anywhere, you know, in the general area, if you're willing to make the trip, we'd love to have you. It's gonna be so much fun because there's gonna be us. Obviously, we'll be there. Um, we're very excited about that. Then they're also gonna have uh, we're gonna Tim the Tank Franco is gonna Tank. be. Tim the Tank Franco, uh, he, um, you, you'll be there to, you know, you can ask him why haven't you had a match and he'll give you lots of excuses. Uh, <laughs> there is, uh, um, for shame, for shame. Uh, he's al already promised he wants bone-in wings, um, but, uh, you know. Because there's a wing bar. Yeah. Maybe. So, so no, wait, I don't know if there is, but they have wings at anchovy, yeah, no anchovies. Yeah, so, so, uh, so we got Tim the Tank Franco, late to the party. Uh, Robert and Vanessa will both be there. Uh, and of course, uh, Taylor Robinson and Dale the Dude. So uh, five competitors uh, will be there. That's amazing. Yeah. And then us, we're Not there. Not competitors. Not yet. No. We'll see. I don't know. Well, who knows? <laughs> hey, free-for-all is happening. We are married. But uh, yeah, they did the first married couple in the in the Schmodowns coming out in the free for all. So uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? Gonna come. yeah. So you should totally who, come. Who's gonna you come out? You should dress curtain? up. Yeah, I'm gonna dress up. Lee's gonna dress up. Uh, I will um, not dress up. No, but I will wear uh, a a Schmodown shirt. I think. I think I'm gonna do that. 
Are you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna wear a Shmoudan shirt. Bold moves. Very special Shmoudan shirt. Happening there. Uh, so I'll do that. But but yeah, we'd love to have you guys. I think we're you know obviously uh, yeah. gonna have uh, quite the lineup of people. Um, we're gonna try to make it as special for all you guys as possible, obviously. Um, and uh, I think it'll be really fun. Uh, so so I can't wait for that. And and, and there'll be pizza. There will be pizza. There will be beverages. There will be beverages. Adult beverages, yeah. if you're into that sort of thing. If you're over 21. Uh, I, 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 we might, you know. You can still come if you're not over 21. Um, you just can't drink adult beverages. Yeah. So. And also, you know, who knows if we might record another another drunk cast of of the <laughs> listen frank won't be there so i don't know if that'll right. happen but who knows we, we, we can facetime we will with frank. probably face, facetime frank so if you want to talk to frank frankie numbers <laughs> uh, francis numberton uh he will probably be on facetime yeah, he doesn't night. know this yet no. but we're gonna get him oh he's gonna do it uh we have we've definitely faced i mean he'll probably be drunk so we can talk about do it so yeah who knows who knows who will facetime but uh, so, uh, thank, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, that's a, that's about it for me. What, you got anything, Aaliyah? You want to talk about the social media? Yeah, sure. Why don't you check us out on social media? Um, all the belts pod on Twitter and at nerd pod on Instagram and on YouTube. We are on there. You might be watching it right now, in which case Whoa. <laughs> you're already doing the right thing. Subscribe and like the thing and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, what did you think of the live matches? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you at the live match? We want to hear oh, yeah. about it. Um, and yeah, if you're on listening on iTunes, you can um, go ahead and subscribe there and leave a comment there if you want. Um, rate us or whatever. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And um, yeah, come to the live event if you are close to Tucson at all. Or not the live yeah. event, the free-for-all viewing party april, um, april 13th april 13th uh, 6 to 9 there is a facebook uh, no, no, uh invite event invite for it um that you should be able to find on the facebook page if not uh hit up tim or um robert or vanessa i think they're the ones that are have been organizing yeah. it and we'll um, continue to tim can that. organize that but he can't organize himself to get to the schmo down tim 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 the Flake Franco. Uh, See you next time. Hi, guys. <laughs>